God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Ciao. She late, but she here. I, should, I knew that when they asked me what time I wanted to do this podcast that I should have said 2 o'clock. But you know what? I said if we get it finished a little bit earlier, then I'll have more time this evening to get ready for tour. But guess what? Your girl is late, but she's in the building. First of all, can we give it up to this incredible team? I thought, let me tell you something. Let just... God will bring you people into your world who won't let you be raggedy. Because I said, hey, we're going on tour. I'm not going to have the podcast set up. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to bring my mic. Y'all know how we've been doing it. Y'all been rocking with me six seasons. I'm going to bring my travel mic. I'm going to find somewhere quiet. Might be a closet. Could be a bathroom. Who knows with SJR. And that's going to be that. I must have walked into this room. First of all, we're filming with the HD camera. Do I look... Like I was doing HD today. I don't, but that's all right. The Holy Ghost is with me and you are with me and we are the delegation. We do all things well. Listen, this is episode three of the season six of the Woman Evolve podcast. And can I just say, it is my honor to just be in this building, doing all of the things with you all and just living my life like it's called. And we are live on Facebook Live and YouTube. I see the chat room, the chat rooms are going. So you guys have to shout out. Let me know where you're tuning in from. I see Passion is here from Montgomery, Alabama. Let me break out these windows so I can see everybody's comments at the same time. Somebody says they're celebrating 39 orbits around the sun today. That means it's her birthday for those of you who don't be knowing stuff like I don't be knowing stuff. 39 orbits around the sun. Happy birthday to happy birthday. Happy birthday. Come on, somebody. Washington, D.C. I see you, Minneapolis, South Africa. What it be like? Listen, we're on the Refuse to Lose tour. This is night three. That's why I'm not doing the podcast on Tuesday like I usually do. So if you're listening for the first time, Tuesday is the day that the delegation gets together. I knew that Tuesday we were going to be in Philadelphia. It was our first night, so I wasn't going to be able to podcast because I wanted to make sure programming was tight. Yesterday, ciao child our bus one of the buses there's 40 of us on the road we're in four buses one of the buses broke down we had to leave the bus on the side of the road and then the people and all of their luggage and all of the the equipment that was on that bus we had to divide up between the other buses so stress i didn't get to do it yesterday but on this here thursday come on holy ghost two days late it may not come when you want it but it's going to be there right on time we are live and in the building all right so pamela says love you i love you too uh doubt and certainty says there's lots of chicago in the building well Chicago I'm in your city tonight and let me tell you this is the largest woman evolve event we've ever had tonight in Chicago we're gonna have 7,500 women 7,500 last night in Detroit it, there was a snowstorm so bus breaks down we're four hours late getting to the venue and they're expecting eight inches of snow school is closed like we don't even know if anyone's showing up well I didn't know people had faith other than my, people on my team were like oh no it's fine I was like I don't know who's coming listen when I tell you that they showed up last night in Detroit we had an incredible time but yeah we're expecting 7,500 people in uh, Chicago tonight and I got to a point last night where I just decided you know what if there were only 75 people seven people one person last night in Detroit that we came to bring glory so it doesn't matter how many people are in the room we're going to do it we're going to bring our a game and I was just so honored to see all of my friends so all right come on how y'all doing uh Deja says, can't wait to see you in Indianapolis on Saturday. Ramona says, see you Tuesday in New Orleans. What's up, delegation? You guys are in the building. You know what time it is, though. It's time to rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is when we take a minute and we try to rescue people who know better but aren't doing better, much like our homegirl Eve. Eve knows better, didn't do better, 
now I don't have a six pack. That is the whole story of the Bible. Eve knew better, she didn't do better, and now I don't have a six pack. That is the whole story. But you know what? What we decide to do instead of dragging someone for not doing better is we take a minute and we try to see things from a different perspective. So Rescue Eve is when we look at things that are happening in the news, maybe some commentaries and things on the social media, on the internet, okay? And we try and figure out, do do are we really going to drag people for this or is there a way that we can maybe see it from another perspective? First of all, I'm going to start this by saying on Monday, we weren't doing the podcast when we received the tragic tragic news that Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, along with seven other passengers were killed in a helicopter crash. And I don't know if we as a delegation could have made it through the podcast without literally just tearing and snotting up. It was such and continues to be such an emotional story, even though it's it's strange because I didn't have any personal connection with the Bryant family. But um, when you see someone throughout your life and they pass away, it just and so tragically, I think the nature and how it happened also made it such a tragic thing. So they had the memorial for Kobe Bryant on Monday. I thought that because I didn't personally know them and some time had passed that I maybe would not be as raw as when I first saw it. Honey, sis wasn't 10 seconds into the <coughs> memorial before sis was really struggling. When I say that sis was struggling, I mean, like, the moment Jimmy Kimmel got on stage, I was gone. I, I had nothing, okay? And from there, first of all, our good sis, Beyonce, opens up the service. And when our good sis opens up the service, eight buttons on the suit, I counted them, okay? She gave us a little exo. She gave us a little halo. Halo? Halo? I didn't even know that I want a halo song at my funeral until it happened there. If you guys are taking notes, write that down, okay? Beyonce gave us this beautiful rendition, and the ceremony, the ceremony was, anywho, listen, it was tough, okay? And I was packing for two weeks away from our two youngest girls and watching the memorial and I just was like it was it was really really hard uh it looks like Krista watches says the good sis did what had to be done Shabreya said uh Beyonce took me out Barbara Ward says rest in heaven Kobe Bryant Gianna Bryant and the other seven families Jeanette Benjamin says I avoided it all my emotions can't handle it I totally understand um I think that I thought that I was going to be okay, but I wasn't. <laughs> I definitely wasn't okay. But one of the things that I've been seeing are like a lot of people took issue with the fact that I guess Kobe's parents weren't asked to speak and weren't like fully acknowledged in the ceremony. And I really wanted to look at this from a couple of different perspectives. Obviously, um, well, maybe you don't know. One of the things that they've talked about is how he kind of had a challenging relationship with his parents. So he mentioned in 2016 that they didn't really talk anymore, which is so devastating. If you're listening and you've had some tension in relationships and it still hurts you, you know, it still stings. You haven't found peace about it. Like, I want to encourage you to think about not what's happening in this moment, but like, if this person leaves the earth tomorrow, can I be okay with how we function? And if not, I'm not saying that you have to be in relationship with them, but I just think there is something to like just clearing the air in any capacity. Like, I apologize, you know, on your own terms, if there's room for reconciliation, determining what that may look like. But I think that this was such a great example of well unfortunate example of what happens when we just have things that are left unresolved because we have this tragic ceremony and I saw a lot of people were like dragging Vanessa for not having them speak but I if God forbid I were ever in that situation I don't know that I would overrule like my husband's relational dynamic just for the sake of that moment I think that there was honor even in them being invited and who's like we're saying it like it was Vanessa's fault like who's to even say that it was Vanessa's fault maybe they didn't even feel comfortable with the tension that they had in their relationship to get up and to be speaking about him publicly in passing so I think that we make a lot of assumptions when we say that it was one person's fault that they didn't get up to speak because if I put myself in their shoes I don't know that I would want to speak like we had this you know fraught relationship there were 
or some tension and dynamics between us. Like I want to go there. I want to commemorate his life. But I don't know that I want to speak because everything that I would have to say to that person, I wouldn't want to say with millions of people watching. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't know. I wanted to hear what the delegation was thinking about that. Were you guys in your feelings? What did you think about it? Let me know. Let's see. Myrtle says, maybe the parents didn't want to speak. We really don't know what that situation is. Totally agree. Uh, Johan says, maybe they didn't want to speak. Just being in that room could have been enough. Totally. I think we're all on the same true uh, same page. Shabraya says, very true. Who's to say what really went on behind closed doors? And Rakina says, I can only imagine how the sisters feel about losing their brothers. For sure. So, um, you know, so I wanted to rescue Vanessa because, first of all, like, we had, I saw a lot of people like, she should have, she should first of all you don't know what she should have done because you don't know what it's like to be her and secondly like we're making huge assumptions about how she should have handled a situation that we aren't even in like unless you can speak to your husband and your daughter being in a tragic accident and that dynamic like you just can't say what she should have done Cortrina says we also have to remember that there was a funeral and there was a memorial funerals are more personal and this memorial was for the fans i assumed i totally agree africa says maybe they did that at the private memorial for sure jasmine says i honestly was doing the work of my ministry and minding my business trying to focus on the beautiful service yeah definitely yeah i didn't even think anything about why they didn't speak like i wasn't sitting there like oh i wonder if they go i was just being dragged to be honest natalie says i feel like they intended to do good but it was team too much for me that was a lot what you talking about? Who intended to tell me? Who did too much? What you mean? You you what you mean about that? Say more. Vanessa Ann says this Vanessa says rescue her. We weren't there. That alone is a fact. We don't know the full story. Shabraya agrees. She says, rescue Vanessa. Barbara Ward says, the family had a funeral for the family. Jane says, for me, my dad passed from cancer. I didn't want to speak. Heartbroken. She gave, gave that emotion, emoji of a heart being broken. Victoria Mitchell says, it's a time and a place for everything, and maybe that wasn't the place. Yeah, because millions of people are watching what has got to be the most vulnerable, intimate, um, wounded part of your being not only has my son passed if you have a great relationship with your son and he passes and you know that he can pass knowing that you loved him that's terrible but to then have this added dynamic of just like things we didn't get to say and things we didn't get to fully work out I don't know that I want to speak so that y'all can feel better about everyone having an opportunity let me tell y'all something Save this video. If anything ever happened to me, don't let nobody just do what they want to do at my service because that's what people want. Okay, let y'all put on service that y'all want me to look down on heaven and say, child, they did that thing. Okay, don't have, don't do me wrong when I say what I said now. Chica says, I've been to a funeral for a friend and their mother didn't show up. You never know how people deal with loss. And Adana says it may have been requested for Kobe. Maybe I would honor. I let me. I would honor my husband' wishes. Adana ain't never lied. Cause let me tell you something. I'm riding with him till the wheels fall off. Okay. And if he didn't have no space or energy, I can't. I can't override how he felt. Now I can say they should be here. I want them to be there. But I can't do. I can't do no more than that. We okay. Passion says we're rescuing. It sounds like we're rescuing. Um, Robin Copeland says yes. I didn't think of this too, but I had a memorial for him and all the lives lost here in Michigan. What? And my video is on my so. Oh, you all right? Praise the Lord. She got a video for them and people who have been lost. Uh, Bridget says rescue Vanessa. She's going through too much. All right, we're rescuing her. Brown Sugar says rescue her. The people that spoke was right to speak. I agree. All right, Saints. We're definitely rescuing. Okay? That's the end of the story right there. Okay, so we're rescuing Vanessa. Let's move on to our next story. Y'all, let me tell you about how old I am. I'm so old that when I first started seeing this story, I decided that I wasn't going to try and rescue neither one of these people. And then their parents got involved. And I said, well, something is happening here that maybe I'm missing out on. Um... There's a young precious lamb who, whose name is Bad Bobby. Do you, are you, um, let me, catch me outside. How about that? That's who she is. Let me tell you. Something has happened between her and Scott Jackson, who is a Disney star. I was trying to keep up with it. They was going back and forth on the internet. I couldn't really care the way that I was supposed to care because the shade room kept, they kept posting them and they kept posting somebody else, um, 
Ari and somebody. Once again, I really wanted to care. I really wanted to care, but I had a Mind Your Business Usher Board meeting, and it was happening at the same time that this was happening, and I went to the Usher Board meeting because I just couldn't keep up with what was happening. Then I got out of the Mind Your Business Ministries Usher Board meeting, and the parents the parents are involved in some stuff, and I said, well, all right, what what is happening? Something didn't happen between these kids, and their mamas didn't got involved, and I wanted to know, are we rescuing mothers when they jump into what's happening with children? If a child run up on your child, and she's talking reckless, I mean reckless reckless i mean put them paws on your child reckless do you jump in and say hey how about you have your mama call me so you can get grounded or have your mama call me so i can do what i do to mamas when their children don't be in line what do you do because this thing got out of control okay um something happened with the mama and the thing and i tried to but I didn't understand. Reva, Reva, hey girl, how you doing? She said, we gonna save the teeny boppers. Scene Quanta says, we rescuing Sky Mom, not the other. Sky's mother got into it and she was like, absolutely not. You're not gonna ever come for my daughter. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Um, those were my words, not hers. And I really, once again, just wanna know what y'all think about it, okay? Styling Shot says, all right, she talking about, um, how about that? With, how about that? Um, Shandria says, I'm with you. My mind, your business spirit took over. You're right. It certainly happened. Um, let's see. They She's been through enough. We talking about Vanessa over here on YouTube. Let me see. Monet says, rescue the mother. Ryan says, rescue Sky's mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Somebody says, we're definitely rescuing Sky's mama because that girl was out of pocket. She came. It was pretty aggressive. Shivandra says, send the yacht for the mamas because I'm coming behind. I'm coming behind mine. Because you know the delegation don't know how to act when their children get involved and stuff. They try to fight kids on their knees. And God has not called us to fight children on our knees. But they... God has maybe called us to talk to folks' mamas about how things could be handled differently. Jasmine says, at the age of those girls, that's between them. Long as ain't nobody throwing hands, I ain't pulling up. Somebody was trying to throw some hands. Um, Tanned, she's from South Africa. I think this is a South African name because I see it a lot on my page. But she has said, anywho, she says, at the end of the day, ain't Scott under 18. She needs all the protection she can get. So I think her mama was right. So we're we going to rescue mama know better but don't do better we supposed to not we supposed to give these children passes but that's all right Brittany says listen we don't play about the babies okay all right all right Bobbitt I want I want you to have deliverance all right Bobbitt says I I definitely will fight a child no ma'am God wants you to be delivered from fighting children <laughs> Brittany says I would definitely be pulling up for my baby period okay so Danielle Danielle on Facebook then pulled the word on me. Danielle says, what about spare the rod, forsake the child? It's forced. All right. That's the word. That's the word then. I guess I guess this is where we are in life. Uh, we're rescuing the mama. We're going to rescue Sky Jackson's mama because this is where we are in life. This is what has happened to us that we have decided that we can find a way in the, in the middle of no way. Come on, somebody. The last person I want to rescue, I want to rescue them. Y'all not going to want to rescue them because I already know how you get down. But let me tell you something. I read this story and I think she has a legitimate point, okay? I don't know if you've heard this story. She's not a teeny bopper. She's not someone who's necessarily famous. But she has faith. And when faith runs out, you do things, okay? A 36-year-old woman arrested for calling 911 after a parent shut off her cell phone. A 36-year-old Ohio woman was arrested last week when she repeatedly called 911 to complain that her parents had cut off her cell phone. Officials in Stark County arrested Solani of Jackson Township on February 13th after she called the Regional Emergency Dispatch Center demanding that police come to her house. Authorities didn't know what phone she used to make the calls. Somebody petty wrote this article. But dispatchers told her to call 911 only if there was an actual problem. Can I say that if you're 36 years old and your parents are still paying your cell phone and they suddenly stop, that is an emergency if ever there has been one. My parents stopped paying my cell phone bill when I got grown enough to say I've graduated from high school and I can work anywhere that I can be gainfully employed. If my parents were still paying my cell phone at 36, I'm not even 36 yet. If my parents were still paying my cell phone and they just stopped, I would need to call. I would need some help. Can we 
Can we consider? I want to rescue her. Delegation, what say ye? Kanisha says, um, no, ma'am. She grown. She don't get rescued. She's 36-year-old. She's grown, but she's been being rescued. Why would we stop rescuing her now? At 36, it'd be different if they stopped 20 years ago, but they're going to stop at 36. You can't just pull the rug up underneath somebody. I don't think so. Joanna Jane says, exactly. Danielle says, no, don't rescue her. She, she crazy. Star says, no, ma'am. We can't rescue at all. Y'all, a, a little bit. Like, can we give her floaties even if she has to blow them up herself? If at 36 years old, your parents have been paying your cell phone bill and then they suddenly stop, that wouldn't feel like an emergency to you? Y'all don't remember when y'all first started paying bills? That didn't feel like an emergency that every month they wanted money from you? That's an emergency to never have that type of pressure. I want to rescue her. Kivana says, have a little grace, rescue her. Sam says, SJ, are you funny? Ha, ha, ha. You know this is wild. Sugar says, not at all. Okay. Shabrae says she's, she gets a pool noodle. I'll take a pool noodle. I'll take a pool noodle. A pool noodle. Latoya says, y'all such hypocrites. Y'all hypocrites. That, see, see, that's what people say when y'all get on our This is why I don't go to church. That, that's what people say when y'all get on our nerves. This is why I don't go to church. Because, listen, it, bills are traumatic. Can we have a real talk? on here today bills are traumatic it's terrible to have to pay bills every month and if at 36 you've never had you now i got another bill Can, sis Let's be real for a minute. Y'all don't remember when y'all went out there and you had all your bills and then you went out there and you did something that was going to add another bill. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. Like, yeah, I know my car was paid off, but I'm going to get a new car, right? Because I don't want to have to roll my windows down like with the circular motion no more, right? But I, I'm tired of that. I want a new car. You got a new car and then you didn't realize that with that new car, I got a new bill. And they want money every month for this new car. Bills are traumatic. I want to rescue her. Is there one? Armani says adulting is traumatic. Is is the most traumatic? And I've been through some trauma. Adulting is trauma. We need help with this. Sarai says, amen. She needs to be accountable for the, her own phone bill, but we have to help those in need. God helps us always, no matter what we go through. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tammy Wallace says, nope. Her parents have probably been telling her what a burden her bills are on them. Consider the age of her parents. No save. No save. Sarah Lyons has brought up a great point. Sarah Lyons says, I'd rather pay a bill and have my peace of mind than to deal with my parents. Now, let me tell you why I did start paying them bills. When I was, you know, when you start flexing at about 18 because the government say you grown, but the government don't tell you that you only grown when you pay your bills. So you flex anyway and then you hungry. Um, I had to pay my own bills because I couldn't go back and deal with my parents. I understand what you're saying there. But I'm saying if I would have slid through through 36 and they said no, I don't know if I could handle it. Sydney says, rescue her and her parents for those poor preparation skills. Tony says, adulting is so overrated, but we got to do it. There's no way around it. Okay. Jamar says, does she have an issue? If she don't, then no, ma'am. She need to be paying her own bills. Well, fine. Stina says, rescue her. The delegation is split on this. And as the executive director and head of the Usher Board for Mind Your Business Ministries and the Woman Evolve podcast, I need to make an executive decision here. And we're going to give my good sis some pool noodles, air floaties that she will have to blow up on her own. And also, we're going to invite her to be a part of Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community that allows you to take on new skills. These new skills can range from anything that you have interest in. I'm trying to pull up my notes, but I can't find them. Stand by, Holy Ghost. I'm here. You're here. And wherever you are, the script will be here as well. I'm pulling it up. It's somewhere here in the thing. It died. I'm on tour. I wasn't ready, but God is still with us. Hang on, though he tarry, though the vision tarry, somebody needs to wait for it because it's going to come anyway. And what I'm talking about is when not just the Holy Ghost comes, but when your skills come as well. Sis, what are my skills? Someone's wondering right now, what are my skills? I've got the answer for you. Skillshare 
is where you come to learn all of these different tips and trades. Sometimes you think, I need to go back to school so I can learn creative writing. I need to go to school so I can learn interior design. I need to go to school so that I can learn photography. You don't have to go to school, sis. You need to go to Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're returning to a long-time passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get two free months. That's right, y'all. Two free months of Skillshare through the Woman Evolve podcast. Visit womanevolve.com slash evolve to start your first two free months now. Again, that's womanevolve.com slash evolve. We're moving on to Hail Mary. Hail Mary is a part of our podcast where we take a moment and acknowledge people who are just inspiring us with their truth, their transparency, their drive, and their passion to see the world change. Our first Hail Mary for today is Serena Williams. Serena Williams is sis. Not my sister, but somebody's sister. And I think that she needs to be in the delegation. I want Serena, join the delegation. Mind your business ministries. We're always accepting volunteers. Um, We've got some openings and some key departments. The athletic department. Our youth ministry needs a tennis coach. Huh? Huh? Join the delegation. Anyway, Serena Williams recently opened up, and she is not afraid to show her fans that her life is in all Grand Slam wins and trophies. The tennis star, winner of 23 major singles titles, opened up in an emotional Instagram post on Friday that working and being a mom is not easy. She wrote, I am often exhausted, stressed, and then I go play a professional tennis match. We keep going. I am so proud and inspired by the women who do it day in and day out. Wrote the 38-year-old in the caption under an image of herself, sans makeup, and holding her sleeping daughter, Alexis. I'm proud to be this baby's mama, the post concludes. William has never shied away from sharing the realities of working motherhood, often offering fans glimpses of her life on social media. I love that so much because I think anytime someone takes a moment to let us know that you know what, like we may be seeing this part of it, but there's also another part of it and that I'm dealing with the same things you're dealing with. Like it's hard for me as a working mom. I feel guilt sometimes as a working mom. So for her to open up like that, I thought was really, really dope. So Serena, we we tip our hats to you. Being out here, doing life and trying to be great and a mother and work outside of the home and be skinny and work out 30 minutes a day at least three to four times a week and eat vegetables and not eat sugar and carbs the list is so long and that's before you even start paying bills the list is so long okay so yes definitely wanted to take a minute Kivana says yes Serena we welcome you definitely we welcome you to the delegation uh Rakima says a mother and a wife for sure uh Abram says I also think it's pronounced bad Barbie but she calls herself bad baby she asks for clicks and thank you for that correction my my mind your business ministry usher board meeting just started though so I didn't logged off from bad baby Bobby whoever how Hallelujah. Uh, Jimmy says, Serena always shows transparency. She does. Cynthia Patrick says, motherhood is hard. Kudos, sis, indeed. Kia King says, okay, now the church going to have to attend the youth tennis matches. Oh, yeah. Now, we, now you know that's what the church do when we struggling a little bit. We get somebody who we think will make the adults finally come support the kids. And y'all kill me with that. Every time y'all don't do nothing for the kids, y'all don't do nothing for the kids, and we do something for the kids, and y'all don't show up. Well, Serena is going to be leading the tennis match at Mind Your Business Ministries, and so you guys need to make sure you're there. How about that? Tanisha says, definitely relatable. I could not agree more. Words for me, it says, I'm working out right now while watching the podcast. As a mom, you definitely have to multitask. Props to Serena for doing it all. Indeed. Okay, so Hail Mary to Serena Williams. I'm also giving a Hail Mary to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You guys have maybe heard of this. 
a New Yorker that has been shaking up things down in D.C. But she was recently on The View and she wore a dress that was really expensive. But they didn't know that sis had rented the dress. And she wrote, yep, I rent to borrow and thrift my clothes. It's also environmentally sustainable. The Post, I guess, wrote about this and says they're just mad that you can look good fighting for working families. The U.S. representative for New York's 14th Congressional District, boom, all right, said in a tweet on Saturday, sequins are a great accessory to universal health care. Don't you agree? Let me tell you, when I found out she rented that dress, it did something down in my, mm, down in my shondo. Because let me tell you about your girl and saving these coins when it comes to money. I be posting these pictures and I be sending them clothes right on back. Okay, y'all can have it. I appreciate you guys for letting me rent stuff from places. And there are all kinds of websites where you can rent clothes from because they nobody got time to spend money on like clothes, clothes. Um, so yes, definitely wanted to give it up to her. I don't know if you have y'all ever rented clothes before or thrifting. Do y'all have good thrift stores where you all are from? Let me tell you something. You might be missing out on your blessing, thinking that you don't know how to do it. Just go in there and look around. Sometimes, listen, I be clothes swapping all the time. My friend, my friend Shanice from the podcast that we shared in the Souls of, stay tuned, there's something else coming. Honey, she got some pants that I borrowed from her that she was trying to borrow back from me. First of all, they her pants. I said, sis, I'm going to let you borrow these pants and make sure I get them back. Y'all need to at least, if you're not ready to thrift and you're not ready to go to the stores and, and to start renting stuff, start thrifting with your friends. Start renting with your friends. Next time your friends say you look cute, say, how cute? You want to rent it? Let me see what's in your closet. You better start a thrifting network in your neighborhood. Call it the Woman Evolved Thrifting Network. It can be an offshoot. Matter of fact, Mind Your Business Ministry is about to have a thrift store. I'm going to put Shanice in charge of it. Okay. Uh, Danielle says they have excellent thrift stores in L.A. Uh, Jamie Alexander says, yes, ma'am. Says, you know what? We're going to see if one of these rental websites want to be a sponsor on this podcast so I can weave in some dope fashion and some discounts for my girls out here. Latoya says, I have no problem borrowing and lending clothes. Cassandra says, yes, I rented my wedding dress. You better because, listen, I'm only doing this one time. And, like, what am I going to do with this wedding dress when we're finished? nothing for the most part what I'm going to do. Try and see if I can fit in in 10 years from now. I don't need that kind of de negativity in my life. Uh, Katrina says, call it switch that sis. I like this. I like where this is headed delegation. Uh, Nina says, but I must say you slay in your wardrobe. Thank you. I wore this little green little number last night and Everything was going good till I started jumping around, bouncing around like I thought I was rocky and one of my buttons decided to quit on me. But that's all right. The Holy Ghost didn't quit on me. All right. So that is our Hail Mary. Definitely want to acknowledge the incredible life of Katherine Johnson, who was a NASA mathematician and the hidden figure that we saw recently highlighted in a movie uh, with Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monae. Uh, she recently passed away. I think she's 101 years old. Um, and she was slaying. Come on now. Down to the very end. Sis, homegirl, my friend, Mrs. Ma'am, she had it together. So definitely want to send some acknowledgement there. That is our Hail Mary segment of the podcast. And there's only two more sessions, two more segments left. Okay. Um, our next segment is our advice segment. And the advice segment is when we take a moment and see what's happening with the delegation. The delegation sends us questions, and we just try to help the delegation out. Sometimes they be going through stuff that we don't even want them to go through, and they need a little help thinking things through. If you are a part of the delegation, and someone um, sent us an email, they were really upset because they don't know how to be a part of the delegation. They said, I keep hearing about it. I've emailed. I don't know where to sign up. There's nothing on the website. Since the delegation is just what we call the people who listen to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you are a part of the delegation. We welcome you. You are also possibly a part of Mind Your Business Ministries, but only you can determine if you're minding your business. I can't do that for you. If you're minding your business, we also welcome you. There's levels to it. The delegation is like anybody who listens to the podcast, boom, you in the delegation. Mind Your Business Ministries is like premium membership, okay? No paperwork, no fees, but the only requirement is that you mind your business you're trying to get with it with it you're gonna mind your business and drink your water oh 
that's like beyond premium. Now we're talking like platinum, okay? From there, if you start minding your business, drinking your water, and working out, then you have like a lifetime delegation membership. Do you see how I broke that down in tiers? Jamie, if you're listening, can you, I know you like to, can you break out the tears, Lanisha, somebody, can y'all break out the tears for me so that we can just put this somewhere? I could ask Amanda and Sue if they could put this on the website somewhere so people understand the levels. So anyway, is what I'm saying is most of us are just platinum. We mind our business and we drink our water. We're struggling on the workout tip, but you get in how you fit in. We welcome you no matter where you are from. But the delegation be struggling sometimes, and as a part of the delegation, we have to help one another out. We don't be letting our sisters out here drown. And so I'm going to read these questions from the homies. The first question says, Afternoon slash morning, Sarah. I've been an avid watcher of your sermons on YouTube, and I have to admit all of them always resonate with, with, with me and help me keep moving. Your story about falling pregnant at 13, then rising to where you are now, is an awe-inspiring story. Along the way, there were probably a few men you met that you somehow just clicked with, but only to find out later that they weren't faithful. And regardless of their constant dismissal of your emotional needs, you still wanted to stay and try working things out. In that case, what did you end up doing? Because you know better but didn't want to do better. And what test did God put you through before finally meeting your husband? So I wanted to, there was a sentence in here that I think I want to first address. It says, along the way, there were probably a few men you met that you somehow just clicked with. True. But only to find out later on they weren't faithful. False. The thing is this, that just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean that the other person wasn't faithful. Now, I've certainly had that experience, but I don't want to chop up every encounter that any woman has had with a man down to it not working out because he wasn't faithful. There's a lot of reasons people don't work out. Sometimes people don't just have the emotional maturity to be in a relationship with one another sometimes people aren't ready to communicate on the levels necessary required to be in a relationship and so I definitely want to clear that up because we do have some fellas that listen to the podcast and I want to make sure that we are honoring the fact that sometimes things just don't work out it doesn't necessarily mean that the man was wrong certainly there are those instances but your main question was in those particular cases where there was a um, constant dismissal of my emotional needs, but I still wanted to try and work things out, what did I end up doing? The most important thing that I ended up doing was realizing that it wasn't the problem of the man that I was dealing with. It wasn't the man's problem, that he wasn't fitting my emotional needs and that he was constantly dismissing my emotions, that those were really my problems. Those were my issues. And I was asking him to fix something that was broken before he even met me. And so I think the real issue is not that you're struggling in these relationships, but rather the fact that you haven't addressed what's putting you in those relationships in the first place. For us to come to a place where we are consistently and constantly allowing people to invalidate our emotions and our feelings is not because of the other person and everything to do with us. At some point in your life, maybe you didn't feel heard. Perhaps you didn't feel seen. And so you want to feel that void in your life and you think that another person can do it. I want to challenge you to really spend some time on your own. Now, this is where knowing better and not doing better comes into play, because there are a lot of times when we realize, you know, what, I probably need to be by myself. But the fear of facing ourselves can make us really, really, really afraid. Don't be that woman as much as you can. Try to resist the need to allow someone else to fill you up and instead get alone in the presence of God. Start feeding your soul. Start feeding your spirit. Get a therapist and start taking care of yourself so that you can come to a place where you realize what do you need to be whole? Because right now you can't even qualify what you need in a partner because you don't know who you are. You just know that they, you have some brokenness. And so when you have brokenness and brokenness is all you see, then you can't properly pick anyone because all you see is brokenness. You're going to pick another broken person. So my homework for you is for you to get your life, sis, okay? and start taking a minute to yourself. Keisha Williams says, self-care. Charmaine Burrow says, come on, Sarah, that's a word. Kivana Beeman says, self-awareness is very important. You have to know why you do what you do and why you act the way you do. Examine yourself for growth and love yourself. Just Mouse uh, says, sometimes we gotta work on self-heal, then maybe we might be better. 
Asia says, I've been struggling with an addiction for a while. I've been praying on it for a while, but I'm very weak-minded. Do you have any advice for me to break this stronghold? Asia, you might not be able to do it by yourself, and that's okay. None of us are able to totally heal by ourselves. We need God's help. Sometimes we need the help of therapists, maybe even rehabs. I want to encourage you to invite other people into your healing process. Now, that may mean that people find out something about you that you aren't necessarily comfortable with. That's okay. None of us are perfect. None of us have always done thing the, things the right way. And it is through your vulnerability that you're able to find strength. So I want to encourage you to take that step. Take that leap of faith. It may be hard, but it'll certainly be worth it. Laquana says, I agree to spend time on yourself and you will begin to know yourself and God. Spend time with God and self-care. Uh, so a few people have said you also need to read Wholeness. Wholeness is the book by my husband, Teray Roberts. It is an incredible book that will help you significantly to understand when you're broken, but most importantly, to understand how you can heal. Daniel P says, sometimes you have to take a look in the mirror for sure. So it sounds like we all agree that you kind of need some time to yourself. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Amber Winnie says, sis, how do we know when we've reached wholeness and are ready to try again? So I think when you have, I explained this to someone the other day. I define wholeness as awareness and acknowledgement of the areas of your strength and also your weakness and a desire to see your weaknesses become strength so um, wholeness is not just looking at your weaknesses right and trying to do better on your weaknesses because that can kind of create this unhealthy taskmaster dynamic where you're always really hard on yourself but also acknowledging your strengths right like there are some things that I'm doing well even though I have these areas to grow in and I'm comfortable with both sides of myself because I realize that neither of them define me I am this combination of the two and I think when you come to that place you know that you're ready to try again when you are willing to present any part of yourself to the person who's going to be on the receiving end when you want to try again but you go I'm never going to tell them about that part or I don't want them to know this about me then you're probably not ready to try again but you have to be whole enough to say this is who I am and I'm presenting this offering to you as a gift not in need of your validation or acceptance because I see the asset and value that I bring into a relationship and on the other hand I'm ready to receive your strengths and weaknesses as well I think at that point you're ready because then you have to ask yourself on the flip side am I ready to receive their brokenness right am I ready to receive the areas where they're still a work in progress and asking them what are those areas like okay um my dad ex my husband when we were dating I know what's right with you but what's wrong with you right and so now that's like become a question that we ask people whether we are hiring them or just friends with them in relationship with them as like, I know what's right with you but what's wrong with you what do you see as an area for you to improve in if a person you're dating doesn't know the answer to that question then you may not want to be in a relationship with them because they haven't done enough self-work and discovery to determine the areas where they need to grow which means they probably aren't growing and if we're part of woman evolve growing is kind of what we do we grow at different rates but growing is what we do okay so that's how i explain it let's see our next question from the delegation sitting in my i have all of these windows open on my computer because god is good okay so the next podcast question that one's about relationships. I think I'm going to do a different one. Um, oh, I had a really good question that I was supposed to screenshot. So I'm going to try and um, I'm going to try and do that thing that you do when you don't say it exactly. You just kind of summarize it. That's what I'm going to do. So the question was this girl, she has one of those friends that are kind of like a bully. Like she's not really a bully, but you know how you have a friend that has like a dominant personality and in them being dominant, they kind of like run over your feelings or they try to make your feelings seem small but you like love them you have history with them they're just not respectful of the way that you like to communicate and that's just kind of how they are well she's got one of those friends well now she's met the man of her dreams right loves him so much but 
he's not feeling homegrown and now she doesn't really know what to do and so she was asking me what her what my opinion was on that i hope that that summarized the question if that's not it dm me again i have like a thousand dms and i forgot to screenshot it so if you dm me again you could just slide to the top and i can try and answer this better next week but what i wanted to tell you when i read the question is that like i think you're hanging on to a friendship that doesn't work for you and i would never let my marriage or future marriage suffer because of a relationship that i've already deemed as toxic i think we talk a lot about toxic friendships and i mean toxic relationships but not nearly enough about toxic friendships and it is possible to have toxic friendships to have a friend that doesn't fully acknowledge your gifts and your talents and your ideas and what you bring to the table if it's not about them then they don't want to be a part of it they don't check on you it's always about them and that can become toxic because in that relationship you are consumed literally by them and then alone friendships have to have an element of give and take where you're asking about them when you're sewing into their dreams and they're doing the same as well if you don't have that then you are in a relationship or friendship rather where someone is kind of taking advantage of you and so if you're listening to this podcast and I basically summarized your question the way that you intended for me to answer then my answer to you is I would kind of let that friendship begin to dissolve naturally that's another thing that if you've listened to me on this podcast for a while that you know I don't believe in having these big old grand I'm about to break up with you conversations when it comes to friendships I think that you should start standing in your truth when someone says something that you don't care for I think you should say I I don't really agree with that when you can't go out or you can't show up for them or you simply don't want to then you should say oh I'm not going to be able to make it maybe next time in time that relationship will naturally and organically dissolve or perhaps they'll come to a place where they say hey you used to do this used to do that what happened and you know what you can say I really started noticing that my life was shifting in a different direction and different things feed me and when there's an opportunity for me to invite you into what that new normal looks like I hope you'll be there and if not you just have to know that I'm praying for you and I'm cheering you on no matter where we are you see how smooth that just sounded and how much peace you now have because you're not letting no bully run your life that is what I want for you my friend I want you to be free of being obligated to your history when God is calling you to destiny bars it was just a bar i just stumbled right into a bar i didn't even i didn't even mean to do it but i felt god on that let's see what the delegation says sandra washington says no need for an exit presentation totally agree Jennifer says, such great great advice, always in love. I believe in saying things in love. I think that you can say anything to anybody if you say it in love. And I sometimes have to stretch myself. You know what helps me, though, is I ask myself, like, how would you want to receive this information? Like, if you were on the receiving end of this, how would you want to hear that your breath stinks? How would you want to hear that your wig is slipping? Like, how would you want to hear that you said something that hurts someone's feelings? And I try to um, wrap messages up in a word that I can receive. Uh, let's see. Kara says, Sarah, when you drop in the album, that's what I'm trying. I'm in Chi-Town. Somebody got to be able to get your girl in the studio in Chi-Town. Make some make make some noise if you that one okay genesis that flows so naturally it just it just came right on out of my mouth i don't even understand okay uh sherelle stanley says i needed this i hope it helps you i love you guys so much i want to see you win i want us to i want to see us have healthy relationships with the people in our life and sometimes healthy means distance like that's the real reality is that sometimes health means distance and there's a way to create distance without having tension and i think that it starts with love so banner says great seeing you last night in detroit really blessed my soul so you're listening to the podcast the refuse to lose tour is not coming to your city this winter we don't know which cities we're going to do in fall yet all i will say is that we do have space left in houston if anybody wants to roll through houston i don't know how much space is left in houston but i do know that we want to see you and fall we'll release new cities hopefully we'll be able to come to your town but if not you can always come see your girl in denver Okay, Denver is like our nightly experiences compounded into two days. And it's really exceptional to be able to be in a room with so many incredible women for days after days. Okay.
it's snack time in the sanctuary and then your girl is going to get ready for Chicago. Chicago, I can't wait to see what God is going to do with us tonight. I never walk into the evenings knowing what's going to happen, but I always prayerfully walk out knowing that God was with us when I surrender. And so it's time for me to go put on my worship music, surrender myself and put on this makeup, but not before I give you a snack. So, okay, so you guys have been listening to the podcast. You already know I'm a homebody. I love routine. I love waking up at 7, having my morning tea, floating around. No, I like to wake up at 6.30, have my morning tea and float around the house before my house gets up at 7. I like to be floating around the house while the girls are getting ready for school and their activities, working out in, in the perfect world. Let's just go perfect world. Let's just go lifetime delegation membership. I work out and then I go to my office. I have a routine and I love it. I'm thrown off my routine. I had a little bit of anxiety about being thrown off of my routine because, you know, we're sleeping on a bus, we're in a new city every day, and that can be a little challenging to wake up each day and be like, okay, what city are we in? What time zone are we in? What's the difference with the girls? It's a lot to wrap your mind around when you're used to just like waking up and having stability. But as I was praying about like being thrown off my rhythm, I heard God say like, you're thrown off your rhythm, but you can create a new rhythm. So me and my husband this morning, my husband and I this morning, were able to create a new rhythm. And we just kind of got up and we took our time on the bus and, and we just had a minute to connect and to pray. And it made me realize that sometimes we are so afraid to leave our old rhythm without realizing that there is a new rhythm waiting for us. I want you to know no matter what season you're in, no matter what new season you're going to have to walk in, that even though you may be leaving what has become your normal routine, there's a new routine waiting to be established. If you're like me and you like to have a little bit of certainty about what each moment holds and you've got to be willing to sacrifice to this new level of, of destiny and identity that God is calling you to, I want you to know that there's a rhythm waiting for you there. Now, we're on day three and day three is when I'm finding my rhythm, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a long amount of time, but three day three and 11 days out means that it's at least what a third of the time that we're going to be is it a third it's something it's a third anywho listen i'm not no mathematician okay but what i'm saying is sometimes it takes you a little time to find your rhythm in that new season it doesn't mean that the rhythm's not there it just means that you have to be steady still and patient enough to find that new rhythm so that is my prayer for you, sis, no matter where you are or what you're facing right now, that you would find the steady, still moments that reveal the rhythm of where you are now, not where you used to be. And once that becomes normal, once that becomes routine, you'll probably be pulled into another rhythm, but that's okay because there's a new rhythm that always awaits you. So I love you guys. Pray for me. Pray for Dr. Anita. Pray for Core. Pray for our entire team. Pray. Listen, if I named all of them, we would be here all night. But I'm telling you, there's 40 of us. We're on the road. We believe in the vision of Woman Evolve. We believe in what happens in these rooms. And everyone is bringing their A game down to the team who set this up for the podcast. Everybody wants everything to be so well. Because when we bring you guys into environments where we have created from excellence, we believe that you will leave with excellence. And that excellence will be a seed in the ground that takes over the cities that we're in. So pray for us. Pray for our families. Pray for our finances pray for our health some of our team members are getting sick pray for our strength guys we believe in you we love you and we want to see you do incredible things god i thank you so much for this new rhythm <laughs> that no matter where we are if we are connected to you then there is a next beat waiting for us and so father we surrender to that beat and we ask that you would give us the strength and the wisdom to find it in any season God, I thank you for my listeners on the Woman Evolve podcast. Thank you for this sisterhood. Thank you for the ability to connect with them and to love on them. God, be with them as they go into their lives, as they go back to their normal, as this podcast comes to an end. May this love, may this joy, may this peace that they feel follow them until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Mm -hmm.